Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 237. Hi, how are you? I'm at the airport. Yep, I am at the airport, my dear friends. About to fly home to Australia and I have some time. So I'm in what they call the quiet room. Uh, So I'll try and be quiet. Uh, (laughs) Normally when I record podcast episodes, I am standing and there is a lot of projection and there's a lot of gesturing with my hands, uh, but we're we're gonna bring it down a notch. Uh, (laughs) We're gonna keep it contained. Uh, so people don't think it's a performance and then they start gathering around me and watching me <laughs> talk into this microphone that I have attached here at my boobs, uh, which is pretty cool. So Carson uh, purchased these really cool microphones for me for my events this year and they are just badass. They're so cool. The sound quality is amazing. And so I've got them here. It's just a thing that plugs into the bottom of my phone and then I attach my mic uh, to me so I can podcast on the road, uh, which is really cool. And I might try and do a couple of podcasts when I'm in Australia. They come, it comes with two mics uh, and so I can, we can actually configure and construct it where I can have a guest and we can record a podcast on my phone with these tiny little microphones. Doesn't that blow your mind? I love technology. Even though the other day I was trying to record some podcasts and uh, I didn't get as many as I wanted done before I went because I just had so much work to do on the back end and programming. And the other day, I think I did like eight hours of calls (laughs) in a day. It was a lot. And then I had to you know, organize my boys and get them set up uh, and do a bunch of stuff before the trip. So I didn't get as many recorded as I wanted, which is why we're sitting here together. But then technology the other day was like my microphone wouldn't plug into GarageBand, which is the software that I record my podcasts on. And I just spent so long trying to figure it out. In the end, I like pulled out my phone and these microphones uh, and I recorded it on there which worked super well so technology can be frustrating sometimes but i actually love it i think technology social media all the platforms uh, that i use for my business inside of warrior school i think they're phenomenal and it's all about the relationship that you have with them okay so i want to do an episode on goals i've been thinking a lot about goals Right now I'm reading Chip Wilson's book, Little Black Stretchy Pants. Chip was the creator and founder of Lululemon Athletica. You all know that, yeah? You all know that company. And I'm about 45% in so far, and I really like it. Uh, I really, really like it. I'm reading it for uh, business, mostly. I wanted to... uh, I wanted to learn more about Chip's story, his backstory, and how he actually built Lululemon Athletica. I didn't know uh, 
I didn't know the deets, like the deep details of the company and how it came about. And I'm really fascinated with business. And so I'm reading that right now. And I first heard of Lulu when I moved to Melbourne in 2009. So I moved to Melbourne at the end of my undergrad degree. I think it was October 09. So coming into winter. And so my first purchase was a puffy black vest, a pair of black tights and a winter jacket, a black winter jacket. And I brought them all to brave my first winter in Melbourne, which can get quite cold. I grew up near Byron Bay, which even in the middle of winter, it's like 20, 23, sometimes 25 degrees and sunny. So I went to Chapel Street, which is... It used to be Melbourne's like OG shopping mecca. You know, that's where you went to to do your shopping in Melbourne. It's still pretty funky, but they've built out some pretty epic uh, shopping malls uh, over the last decade or so. So what struck me when I first entered my first Lululemon stall on Chapel Street, and I believe that Chapel Street was the first Australian store that's uh, when he, you know, it started in Canada. It started with one store in Kitsilano, which is a suburb here in Vancouver. And then it went to Toronto. And then there were five stores open in Canada. Then it went into the States. And then, you know, he started to grow it globally and it came to Australia. The first store was in Melbourne on Chapel Street. What struck me when I first entered that store was you walked in and on the right hand side there was a huge wall and on that wall there were all of these uh, vision and goals it was a vision and goal wall and the wall was full of picture frames there were like a dozen or more picture frames and each had a photograph of a person and then alongside that photograph was a written vision and underneath the vision uh, were goals. So 10-year, 5-year and 1-year goals and values as well. And I remember standing there and reading every picture frame. Like I hadn't even made it like deep into the store yet, but I was just, I had never seen anything like it before. I was so fascinated by the layout. I was fascinated that these people had their picture on the wall and were talking about what they wanted from their life. And not only were they talking, you know, macro vision, they were, they were talking about goals, like 10-year goals and five-year goals and one-year goal, uh, goals. And I had never seen anything like it before. Sure, I've heard of goal setting and I, I, had, I had set goals before, you know, I had heard of the SMART principle, so specific, measurable, attainable. Oh, I don't even know the acronym. <laughs> I don't even know the acronym. What's the R? I forget what the readiness, I think. And then timely, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> but I had never been taught or I've, I never thought about thinking about a vision for my life. And then how I had never really thought about my values and I had never thought about how values and goals could feed into that vision. So I became a Lulu Chapel regular. 
Uh, back in the day, Lulu made amazing product. You know, it still does make amazing product, but it's really interesting to read uh, Chip's book and to see the story of Lululemon unfold and then him, you know, leaving Lululemon. And around the time he left it, I believe uh, some of the key core foundations and principles and the quality went down. Uh, so it's fascinating from for me because I've worked for the company uh, and seen the company uh, I don't even know I don't even know if I'd say progress but make changes over the last decade or so and then hearing his story and his vision and how it ran back in the day back in the late 90s early 2000s um, so I became a regular at Lulu Chapel because they made amazing product. You know, that those first three pieces that I bought, I wore so much. I was a full-time PT as well at the time, so I lived in Lycra. I've actually spent my whole, whole life in Lycra, but I found Lululemon and I was, I fell in love. I fell in love with the Lulu and I still love it to this day. I still live, live in Lulu, live in Lycra. But I think what I was drawn back to the store the reason why I think I was drawn back to the store was because I mostly wanted to be close to those picture frames. <laughs> I was drawn into these people talking about visions and goals and values. So I would go on to work for Lululemon about five years after entering that first store. I uh, worked for Lululemon in Camberwell. That's actually how I met Ruby who is one of my business coaches. She is the wife of John uh, and Ruby hired me to become a key leader at Lululemon in Camberwell. And so that's how we met. And then through Ruby, I met John who owned a workshop gym with, uh, with Ruby and his sister Lizzie in Q in Melbourne and then I went to work for John as well and I ran their mobility and Olympic weightlifting program. So I've known John and Ruby for a long time since 2015 I believe or maybe even 2014. Anyway long time. So I went on to work for Lulu and I wrote my first vision and goals when I started with Ruby and the team at Campbellwell. And I have them, I actually found them the other day. I wrote, uh, I write a weekly email to all the warriors uh, inside of Warrior School every Monday. And that just, you know, I might tell a story or share an idea or a concept, or, you know, I often put in what's happening inside of Warrior School for the week. And I was speaking about uh, the book that I'm reading. And I spoke about this experience uh, around, you know, finding Lululemon and then going on to work for them and writing my first vision and goals. Uh, and I had never done that before. And so I actually found it and I attached it into the email that I sent my warriors from 2015. So I had written out my vision and then my 10, five and one year goals and my values. And it was really cool to read. And there are, there are some striking things in there that I had set out in my vision and my goals for 2015. And I'll, I might share that on a later podcast episode. Uh, it's on my computer here somewhere in my bag with all my stuff. Uh, but 
it's um it's a really powerful exercise so this is why vision is one of the first is the first pillar inside of the warrior way model so it's vision and a warrior's mindset because vision uh drives decision i know john my business coach says that a lot but i believe that probably comes from a business guy that i can't quote right now but uh it's not mine i don't own it (laughs) but vision drives decision when we're not clear on the vision we we don't know what action to take we don't know you know, we're unclear of the plan or the strategy that we need to put in place in order to achieve the vision. So Lululemon, they actually use the SMART template and, ah, I know what it is. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely goal setting. I knew, I was like (laughs) trying to think of what is that R? What's the R? specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So Lululemon was really big on setting the vision, setting the vision. You know, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want it to be like? And they would set it 10 years ahead. So we would think in 2015, I was thinking about what I wanted my life to be like in 2025 which is only two years away which is wild because when you write it you know 10 years before you think 10 years is a really long time but it's not a long time Uh, I would have been in Melbourne for seven years not Melbourne (laughs) I did live in Melbourne for seven years I would have been in Canada in Vancouver for seven years in December which is wild so they you know, we, we, we have this idea of a vision. Uh, we could look 10 years into the future. And then what they do is we work back. So we set 10-year uh, goals, five-year goals, one-year goals, and those one, five feed into the 10, and then the 10 obviously feeds into the vision. But they need to be very specific. So Lululemon was really big on um, putting a date putting a buy when they called it a buy when uh, so putting a buy when on it and it had to be measurable so there had to be a way that we could measure the success or the progress of it it had to be attainable you know we there are some things we might want in this life that really may not be attainable look I'm all for I believe anything is possible but there are some things that may not be attainable It has to be relevant, so relevant for where we're at right now maybe, for our season, or relevant uh, in relation to the vision mostly. And then we need to put a timeline on it. So I did mine, I have mine, but ever since then, you know, I went on to do them, oh, I think we would do them maybe twice a year at Lulu, I'm pretty sure, maybe two or three times a year. We'd like connecting with our values, we'd look at our vision and we'd look at our goal setting. And ever since then, I've always thought about vision. So I've been thinking about vision since 2015 and I've been setting goals, uh, short-term and long-term goals since 2015. So today I wanna talk about goal setting, goals. 
And I did a podcast recently on staying the course. So today I want to talk more about goals. And the goals are the things that put us on the course. So we have the vision of what we want for our life, what we want to achieve. And then we need to go on a journey to get to that vision, to achieve the vision. So we're on a path or a track or a course. Goals are the things that put us on the course. And we need to get clear on the goal. And we need to try things in order to progress towards that goal, which is going to feed into the vision. But what happens is that a lot of the time, we're going to, it's going to feel hard. It's, things are going to get tough. I spoke about this on the podcast on staying the course, how we'll be doing something, we'll be on course, we have goals, and then some time will go by and we feel like things aren't working. It feels hard. Things are tough. Then we keep ask. Then we ask ourselves this question of: Should I keep going? Should I keep going after the goal? Is this goal even the right goal? Is this goal attainable? Can I actually do this? Is this goal working for me? Uh, essentially, the cost feels too high. It feels too hard. So I want to talk about how you're thinking about your goals and then I want to talk about something that I heard on a podcast and then go into sharing a process that I use inside of Warrior School around goal setting. So the first question that I want you to think about is how are you thinking about your goals or do you have a vision? You know, if we use Lululemon's template, let's think of in 10 years time, what is your vision for your life? What does it look like? What do you want to be doing? How do you want to feel? And we really need to be really specific on this. So often I see a lot of visions that are very, uh, that aren't very specific. So when I wrote my vision, I actually wrote out a day. And so I wrote out the time and then what was happening. And I was so specific about that day and what that day was like, that that was my vision for my life. That day that I wrote out and the specificity matters. Specificity is really important when it comes to our vision. We can't just say, I want to be happy and healthy. You need to be so specific on that vision. It needs to, you can, you need to be able to taste it. Uh, you know when someone can describe something so well that you feel like you're there or you're experiencing it? There's like a visceral feeling that happens in the body. When you think about the vision, it needs to be very specific. The more specific, the more powerful. So specificity, uh, which I've also spoken about recently on the podcast, so the vision is the first step. And then we want to think about the goals that are going to get us to that vision. So you could use one year goals, five year goals, 10 year goals, or for now, you know, in your notebook or your notes section, you could just write down some goals. But then I want you to think about how are you thinking about your goals? What comes up for you when you think about this vision and these goals that you write down? What's the story that's going on in your mind? 
So what are your goals? How are you thinking about them? How are you feeling about them? What's your expectation of the goal? So what are you expecting of yourself and of the goal? How long are you expecting it to take you? How are you feeling about it? What's on your mind when it comes to your goal or goals? So the other day I was listening to a podcast and she was talking about, uh, she called it goal cost. And essentially it's the cost that we need to pay in order to achieve our goal and the importance of doing a cost analysis. So when we have a vision and we set goals, there is going to be a cost we need to pay for the goal. It's, she talks about it as in it's an investment. Uh, you're investing, uh, it could be time, energy, money, uh, resources into doing something which is going to help you achieve the goal, which is going to feed into your vision. But she spoke about it in a way that I hadn't really heard it framed up that way, which is the cost, uh, there is a cost to goals. There is a cost to goal setting. The cost we need to pay in order to achieve our goal and the importance of doing a cost analysis before we head out on the course or start working towards the goal is really important because every goal has a cost associated with it. And what happens is that when we feel like it's not working and we feel like we want to give up or we feel like it's taking too long, so we really want to change course, which I spoke about on a, a recent podcast. And what what she was talking about was that we actually didn't we didn't know the cost up front or we weren't clear on the cost up front we weren't clear on what the investment actually was uh, and so then when it gets hard you know three months in four months in five months in and we've it's slow it's taking too long we feel like it's not working we want to give up often it's because we didn't do this cost analysis we weren't clear on what it was actually going to cost us. Uh, we weren't clear on the investment. So I spoke through a framework on the podcast episode on staying the course. But today I want to talk you through more of the process for deciding whether or not to quit. So I did speak about that a little bit on the podcast on staying the course around how do you even know that you're on the right course? We know through our vision and our values. That's how you know you're on the right course. Uh, and then when we're on that course, we need to take certain actions and we're working towards certain goals. But how do we know whether or not those actions or behaviors or that goal is working for us or not? How do we, is there a process for deciding whether or not we quit or we create a new goal or we change course or we pause for a little bit? So a warrior will come to me and say that this isn't working. This is too hard. I've been trying to do this for X amount of time. So often, and I've spoken about this before, there is a pattern that happens. So it's around that five four, five, six month mark, most around four or five months in that 
the warrior will feel like it isn't working. It feels too hard. Uh, She'll want to give up. She'll want to change course. She'll be frustrated that it's taking a long time. And I know it's coming. So I can prepare her well for it. And this is why we have many conversations around vision and warrior's mindset. I have lots of conversations around staying the course. Uh, You know, we use that framework that I went through. Uh, we, we use the framework that I'm going to take you through today because I know it's going to come. <laughs> Even though when we have our original conversation in our discovery call, I'll, I'll tell her about the journey or the pattern that most women will go through. And I'll say around four or five months in, it's going to feel really hard and you're going to feel frustrated. You'll feel like it's not working. You'll want to give up. What are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do about that? And even though we talk through that and we, we create a bit of a plan and a strategy, it still comes. <laughs> it still comes. And then uh, I used to, I called them freak out, freak out messages. I'm just going to have a sip of water. <clears throat> so I would get these freak out messages or emails that were so long in a massive bodies of text. And it was the warriors that would like, be freaking out it's not working it's too hard I've been trying to do it for a long time like what am I doing we need to change course we need to change it Uh, and or you know when I first speak to a warrior I'll ask her about her goals and what she's thinking about them and so we take that first step those questions that I asked you what are you thinking about your goals how are you feeling what comes to mind I'll ask, you know, I'll ask her in that initial conversation. And then we'll also talk about it, you know, that three, four, five months in wherein it feels hard. I'll ask her, okay, what's on your mind about your goals? How are you feeling about them? What are you thinking about them? Then I'll look at the effort towards the goal. And this is really important. Uh, Sometimes the effort isn't aligned with achieving the goal. What I mean by that is that the way that they're actually living, how they're actually showing up, isn't aligned with the goal. So there might be excuses, there might be inconsistency, there might be not you know, following the plan or strategy properly. Or sometimes if I'm speaking with a new warrior and she's talking about her frustration about trying to get strong for a really long time or trying to change her body for a really long time, I'll ask her about all the things that she's tried uh, to help her get her goal. And sometimes it's just that the foundation won't be set. So she actually can't build or work towards it because she's trying to build on something that doesn't have a strong foundation. So this is where getting enough energy, building your foundation, creating consistent training practice, you know, learning about your nervous system, your metabolism, eating enough food. Uh, we need a strong foundation Uh, to work towards and achieve our goals so it's mostly those two it's either what we're doing isn't aligned you know how we're actually living isn't aligned with achieving the goal uh, or the foundation won't be set so we actually can't build and work towards it because we don't have the foundation so what I'll often do is I'll talk about the vision we've always got to come back to our vision when we're feeling shaky in our in in what we're doing when we're questioning if we should give up uh, if we're on the right course we need to come back to the vision what's your vision what do you want 
Why are you doing it? What are you working towards? What will that vision mean for you and your life? What's the benefit? We've got to be looking at the benefit, our why. Why are we doing this? <laughs> because working towards a vision is damn hard. It's hard. It's hard and it's scary and it can be tiring, but we know that it's going to be worth it because we can see the benefit. Then I'll talk about the importance of a foundation. So we can't achieve a vision and we can't successfully work towards our goals if our foundation isn't strong. And so this is why we always got to come back to energy. Am I getting enough energy in? What's my energy doing? Uh, am I eating enough? Am I managing my stress? Am I sleeping? Uh, this is why we need a consistent training practice. Then the third part is truly understanding the cost that we need to pay or isn't being paid for the goal because it ain't a free ride. <laughs> this idea that you know, if you have a vision and the vision is big and you have these goals and these goals are big and powerful, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. You've got to pay up and you've got to pay up with time, energy, money, resources. Uh, and so we need to truly understand the cost that we need to pay for the goal or the cost that we're not, we're not paying. If we're, you know, we're feeling friction and we're questioning whether or not we're on the right course and we really want to give up. Should I give up on the goal? Well, we need to look at what are you paying for the goal? And if you're not paying, that's why it isn't happening. That's why you're not making progress. That's why you feel this way is because you're not paying up. You got to pay. So let's go through the process that I would take a warrior through. And this could be a new warrior or it could be a warrior that I've worked with for a while. We're always going back to the vision. What's the point of the goal? Why do you want this thing? Because it's got to have meaning. It's got to have a very powerful why. And sometimes we forget Yeah, when we're tired, when we're busy, when life is squishy. You know, we're just trying to get through the day. We're just trying to... <laughs> tick the things off we forget about why we're actually doing it we forget about the vision so what's the point of the goal for me goal setting isn't about the outcome and i've spoken about this before mostly in reference to uh, our body composition and weight that changing your body composition or losing weight is the byproduct of being in a healthy functioning body, training consistently, fueling your body enough and recovering well. It's a very cool byproduct, but it's a byproduct of. It doesn't drive my work. Uh, and for the warriors, it's, does it, it's not the thing that drives them. Yes, it is our goal. It is part of their vision. But doing all of the other things produce the byproduct of the byproduct is the change in the body composition so for me when i think about goal setting it isn't about the outcome it's not about the end game you know it's not about achieving you know a certain thing in my training it used to be it used to be 
um, a certain weight on the bar, but now it's it's not about the outcome. For my business, it's not about achieving you know, a certain financial outcome, although that is a part of the vision, it isn't the only outcome. It isn't the thing that's driving the goal. It's about the process and the growth. That's what the goal or goals are for me. It's about the process that I go through, the things that I learn, and the growth that I get out of it. It's exposing myself to doing the things or the goals. I'm exploring possibility. I'm expanding my capacity to be able to do these big things that I didn't think were possible. So it's about the process. And in order for me to you know, build and grow my business and achieve the things that I want in my training, I need to spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of focus, and the benefit to me is worth the cost. So the long game, the long way home, the process, the learning, the exposure, the trying, the failing, the whole journey towards the outcome. And I might not even get the outcome. I might not even get the goal. But to me, the benefit of all of the stuff in the middle all of that messy stuff, the unknown stuff, the learning, the struggling, you know, the questioning, am I doing it right? How could I make it better? That is worth the cost to me. The time, the energy that I put into my business and my training is worth the cost for me to work towards the goal. And I think that that's really important is that we're attempting the goal. There ain't no guarantee that you're going to get her. <laughs> uh, no one can guarantee that. You don't know. We don't know if we're actually going to get the outcome that we wanted. Uh, we don't know. So we're attempting. We're going to work towards it. And what's the byproduct of working towards the goal for you? What's the byproduct of that? Uh, uh, John did a podcast the other day where he was speaking about tangible and intangible. Um, it was benefits of something. And so, but I just like the words tangible and intangible. And so when I was thinking about this podcast episode, I thought, what are the tangible and intangible benefits of a goal? Because obviously the tangible is like the measurable things like the getting more money or you know increasing the lifts or losing the weight uh, the tangible often is the the objective stuff the stuff that we can really measure the intangible is feeling more confident or having more energy and so I started to think about okay well what's the byproduct of attempting or working towards your goal and when I was speaking about staying the course in the previous podcast episode, we went through that framework. And the first part of the framework was claiming your wins and celebrating yourself. And part of the piece around claiming your wins is looking at the intangible benefits of the goal. Some of the byproducts that we can't see, we're kind of 
blindsided by the tangible benefits of the goal or the goal itself, which is like getting to the weight or getting to the certain amount of money, like getting the outcome. But there are so many wins or positive byproducts or intangible benefits of the goal. So confidence, uh, more energy, uh, you know, uh, showing up in all other areas of your life more powerfully. So let's talk about intangible and tangible costs of the goal. And then what we really need to ask ourselves is, am I willing to pay the cost of this? So we've got the tangible and intangible benefits or results of the goal. So the first one is the vision. So getting clear on your vision. And then the second one is what's the byproduct of attempting or working towards the goal? What are you going to get out of it? Well, you're going to probably learn more about yourself. You're going to learn more about your body. Uh, you're probably going to learn more about health and food and training. You know, you might even feel more trust and connection with your body. You might feel more confident and sure. Uh, you might feel confident in a gym. What are all the byproducts of you working towards the goal? Don't just focus on the goal and how you'll feel when you get the goal. What are some of the byproducts that could happen or that you'd like to see happen while you attempt and work towards the goal? So for example, let's use the podcast. So when I set out the goal to do the podcast, it wasn't about growing it and having a million downloads and a million listens. Although, yes, building the audience could be a goal. The byproduct of attempting to work towards building and growing a podcast was me developing relationships with other inspiring women that are in the health and fitness world globally around the world. So stronger relationships, me learning about the technology side of things, like how to actually build and create and edit and produce a podcast. Uh, the byproduct was me getting better at storytelling or uh, actually recording the podcast and speaking. So me getting better at speaking to you. Uh, the byproduct is that I build more trust and attention with the women that I want to serve because they're listening to the podcast. Uh, so the, there's so many byproducts that are attached to or come from attempting or working towards your goal. Basically, if you think about it, she was talking about this idea of that there's a what's the return in investment as you're going. So for the example that I gave in the staying the course, she was frustrated that she hadn't achieved those big, long lasting body composition results that she wanted within the year. But she had had a return on her investment. So her investment was investing in our work together, you know, financial investment, time investment, energy investment in her training, uh, you know, in investing and changing her relationship with her food. Uh, and she had seen returns on her investment as she was going, sleeping better. She was training the most consistently she's ever trained before. 
energy was better, cycles were better, relationship with food, exercise, and her body was better. She could go on vacation and not feel guilty and just eat and enjoy. So many returns on investment as you're going. And that's really important. If you're doing something and you're working towards a goal and you're seeing no return on investment, that's not good. That's not cool. <laughs> and that could be a couple of different reasons is that maybe you're found, there's no foundation there. There's no strong plan or strategy. Uh, or it could be that you're not actually living in alignment with the goal. And so you're not actually doing the things that you need to do in order to move forward. So you're not actually you know, getting enough sleep or managing your stress or your energy. You're not actually eating enough. You're not actually showing up consistently to your training. And so you're not going to get a return on your investment because you're not investing. You're not actually in alignment with the goal. Then the second, uh, the third is your tangible and intangible benefits. So we were just speaking about the before, what's your tangible? So how, what are some ways that you're going to measure uh, that you're progressing towards your goal? And then what are the intangible ways? Uh, what are the intangible benefits uh, that, that could come out of working towards the goal? Then what are the tangible and intangible costs of the goal? So we need to talk about the cost. Uh, and this is where, where I loved her podcast. I thought it was really cool to talk about it in this way, as in this goal is going to cost you. The question that you need to ask yourself is, am I willing to pay the cost of this? So am I willing to put in the time that it's going to take? Am I willing to put in the energy? Uh, am I willing to invest financially in this because I can't do it alone because I've tried and it hasn't worked. So I need someone to help me and lead me, which is going to cost money. Am I willing to pay the cost? Am I willing to pay the cost of the discomfort that I'm going to experience? Uh, the, you know, the, the, the effort uh, that I'm going to have to put in. If your answer is no, if you're not willing to pay the cost, well, okay. Like, then we have to be cool that we may not achieve the goal and we may not achieve the vision. And that's totally cool. There is no right or wrong here. It's just that we need to ask ourselves, am I willing to pay the cost for this? And there will be a cost. If you want to get energy, build insane strength and create the body that you love, you have to put in time, energy, effort, there's going to be discomfort. We have to get over our own bullshit. We have got to do a lot of mindset work. We've got to become the woman that we've got to become the 4.0 version of ourselves. And to move from version 1.0 to version 4.0 is going to cost you. You ain't getting that ride for free. <laughs> you ain't getting that ride for free. Let me tell you. Yeah, so we need to get that out of our head that we want it to be easy. We have this idea that it should feel easy and we, we don't want to pay a lot, you know, whether that's time, energy or money. And I don't know where we got this idea that we're going to get on a free ride and it's going to feel easy. It ain't. Then the last bit is, am I doing everything that I can to achieve the goal, which kind of ties in what I was 
to what I was talking about with the staying the course podcast is, okay, ask yourself if you had that year again, what would you do differently? Or what would you change now to help you move towards that goal? The other way that we could frame it up is, am I doing everything that I can right now to achieve the goal? Are you? Are you truly? Like you gotta be honest with yourself. Are you really doing everything that you can to achieve the goal? And what's gonna come up in your mind is, well, this is happening so I can't, or I'm in this season so I can't, or because of this, it makes it this, and because and because and because and because and because. And that's just the BS story that goes on in the mind that's telling you that it's gonna be too hard and it is too hard and we've got all of these obstacles in the road, but welcome (laughs) welcome to life welcome to vision welcome to goals uh you know what i don't think it's as rewarding if it's easy if you're flying through something easy and you get to the end i think that is just a really big letdown i think the goal and the achieving of the goal is so juicier and tastes so much better when there's been struggle When we've struggled and we've questioned and we've tried lots of things and we're failing and we're trying and we're pushing and we're, you know, paying the cost and we keep going, we keep playing that win of playing that game and paying the cost, oh, it's so... It's so much tastier. It's so much more rewarding. And if your answer is no, if you aren't doing everything that you can to achieve the goal, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to give up on the goal? How does that feel? Because that means giving up on your vision. Or what are you going to change? Small, consistent action. What are you going to change that's going to help you achieve your goal today? If the answer is yes, yes, I am doing everything that I can to achieve the goal. Yes, today, right now, I am doing everything that I can to achieve the goal, but it still feels like it's taking a long time. That's okay. That's all right. We're playing the long game, baby. We're taking the long way home. And if you're seeing returns on your investment and you do have more energy, your biofeedback is stronger, you are a woman who trains consistently, you have noticed some changes, keep going, no matter how long it takes. Get that timeline out of your head. Remember we're working in milestones. We're working on, are we seeing a return in our investment? If we are, we keep going, keep going. So around that fourth, fifth or sixth month, keep going. Then it's going to feel hard again around the year. Keep going. And then it's going to feel hard many times. There's going to be many times that you're going to hit resistance, that you want to give up, that you're questioning it. If the cost, if you're willing to pay the cost, the vision is clear, the goals are clear. If you've worked through the framework that we work through today and you get to this last question, And your answer is yes, I'm doing everything that I can to achieve the goal. Keep going. 
no matter how long it takes. I believe in you. I believe that you can get there. You just cannot give up. Okay, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to fly on an airplane for 15 hours. <laughs> and I'm willing to pay the cost of that because when I get to the other side, I get to connect with my amazing business coaches, with other creatives and business owners. I get to see my family. I get to be in the sunshine. You know, the cost of flying for 15 hours, yeah, it's worth it to me. I am willing to pay this cost. When it comes to my business, when it comes to my training, I'm willing to pay the cost. I'm willing to pay the cost of years. When I started my business, I said, it's going to be hard for about five years. Yeah, and it was really damn hard for the first three. Warrior School turned three this year. And it was damn hard, but I kept, I kept saying to myself, yes, I'm willing, I'm willing to pay the cost and I will keep doing it because I'm clear on my vision. I've got my goals. I know the course that I'm meant to be on and I'm going to feel resistance. It's going to feel hard. I'm going to want to give up, but I am willing to keep paying the cost. It's the same for my training. It's the same for my health. I am willing to keep paying the cost. Okay, it was a pleasure. I'll see you on the other side. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.